A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Thus says the Lord, let the nations bestir themselves and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit in judgment upon all the neighboring nations. Apply the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come and tread, for the winepress is full. The vats overflow, for great is their malice. Crowd upon crowd in the valley of decision, for near is the day of the Lord in the valley of decision. Sun and moon are darkened, and the stars withhold their brightness. The Lord roars for Zion, and from Jerusalem raises his voice. The heavens and the earth quake, but the Lord is a refuge to his people, a stronghold to the children of Israel. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, am your God, dwelling on Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem shall be holy, and strangers shall pass through her no more. And then on that day, the mountains shall drip new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and the channels of Judah shall flow with water. A fountain shall issue from the house of the Lord to water the valley of Shittim. Egypt shall be a waste, and Edom a desert waste, because of violence done to the people of Judah, because they shed innocent blood in their land. But Judah shall abide forever, and Jerusalem for all generations. I will avenge their blood and not leave it unpunished. The Lord dwells in Zion. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Rejoice in the Lord, you just. Rejoice in the Lord, you just. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many owls be glad. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim his justice, and all people see his glory. Light dawns for the just, and gladness for the upright of heart. Be glad in the Lord, you just, and give thanks to his holy name.
Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Luca. While Jesus was speaking, a woman from the crowd called out and said to him, Blessed is the womb that carried you and the breasts at which you nursed. He replied, Rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. Traditionally, the church has dedicated Saturdays to honoring the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it's a beautiful tradition that goes back hundreds of years. And while it is not entirely clear why Saturday was chosen as the specific day to honor the mother of our Lord, some have postulated reasons for it. And St. Thomas Aquinas is quoted as saying, since the resurrection took place on a Sunday, we keep holy this day instead of the Sabbath, as did the Jews of old. However, we also sanctify Saturday in honor of the glorious Virgin Mary, who remained unshaken in faith all day Saturday after the death of her divine son. So according to Aquinas, Saturday is chosen because it reminds us of the unwavering faith of Our Lady, even as she witnesses the suffering and death of her own son and awaits his resurrection. This is especially fitting since the Catechism of the Catholic Church speaks highly about the faith of Mary in paragraphs 148 and 149. It says, the Virgin Mary most perfectly embodies the obedience of faith. By faith, Mary welcomes the tidings and promise brought by the angel Gabriel, believing that with God, nothing will be impossible, and so giving her assent. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Elizabeth greeted her. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. It is for this faith that all generations have called Mary blessed. Throughout her life and until her last ordeal, when Jesus, her son, died on the cross, Mary's faith never wavered. She never ceased to believe in the fulfillment of God's word. And so the church venerates in Mary the purest realization of faith. It is also quite fitting that on this day on which we honor Mary, we have this reading from the Gospel of Luke in which a woman calls out to Jesus, blessed is the womb that carried you and the breasts at which you nursed. And in saying this, the woman is giving an indirect compliment to Jesus by complimenting his mother. It's probably safe to say that this woman is a mother herself, and she is thinking on a natural level. She's probably imagining how happy and joyful her life would be if she had a child such as Jesus. And yet Jesus bypasses this woman's praise and goes directly to the crux of the matter. 
he replies to her, rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. In other words, it is not the natural generation of a child that brings true and lasting happiness or blessedness, as wonderful as that is, but rather it is the fidelity and obedience to God's word that makes one truly blessed. In saying this, he's not denying the blessedness of Mary's privileged motherhood as the mother of God, but he is giving the precise reason why Mary is so blessed. Jesus is not so concerned with receiving compliments from men and women or praise from others, but with obedience to the word of God. And when some people read this response from Jesus, they think that our Lord is somehow downplaying, dismissing, or even showing disrespect towards his mother. However, upon closer examination, we see that this is far from the truth. If we really think about what Jesus is saying here, we realize that he is actually giving his mother the highest honor and praise possible. The scriptures always speak highly of the virtue of obedience, that is, of listening to the word of God and then acting on it. For instance, 1 Samuel 15.22 says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. Here the prophet Samuel is suggesting that the Lord God rejoices more in obedience than even in the offering of sacrifices. Obedience is of paramount importance. And then also in Proverbs 16.20 it says, He who gives heed to the word will prosper, and happy is he who trusts in the Lord. Once again, God is looking for people who not only listen to his word, but also carry it out. When Jesus says that those people are blessed who hear the word of God and observe it, he's not only making a general statement, but he's also paying an implicit compliment to his mother. After all, it was through Mary's listening to and her obedience to the word of God through the message of the angel that she conceives Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Catechism says in paragraph 494, as Irenaeus says, obedience, <clears throat> but being obedient, she became the cause of salvation for herself and for the whole human race. Hence, not a few of the early fathers gladly assert the knot of Eve's disobedience was untied by Mary's obedience. What the virgin Eve bound through her disbelief, Mary loosened by her faith. Comparing her with Eve, they call Mary the mother of the living and frequently claim death through Eve, life through Mary. All throughout her life, Mary demonstrates her unshaken faith and her trust in the Lord and in his promises. She not only believes that the Lord would do something extraordinary as become flesh in her womb by the Holy Spirit, she also believed the word of the angel when he told her that her cousin Elizabeth was pregnant. Moved by the spirit of charity, Mary sets out 
on a long journey for the hill country to a city of Judah to see Elizabeth and to share in her joy. Our Lady is not someone who simply hears the word of God and then does nothing else with it. She doesn't listen to God's word and then think to herself, oh, this sounds really nice. And then as if she is just merely enjoying a poem, a song, or a story. She hears the word, ponders it in her heart, allows it to penetrate into the depths of her soul as it stirs within her sentiments of love of God and love for her neighbor. And then she puts it into practice through concrete acts of love. For our Blessed Mother, the Word of God is not simply a dead letter. It is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Her faith in the Word of God, in the Word of the Lord, remains strong even as she stands at the foot of the cross and beholds her son in agony. She continues to believe as Jesus is laid in the tomb on Good Friday, remains there on Holy Saturday, and finally rises again on Easter Sunday. Mary is thus the perfect model of faith and of obedience to the word of God. And so we praise and thank the Lord for giving his blessed mother to the church so that we might also benefit from her perfect example of faith, obedience, and discipleship. We honor Mary, especially on this day dedicated to her, and we ask her to help us to imitate her. Since she has been able to have perfect confidence in the word of God, she has thus strengthened the faith of all her children who look to her for spiritual nourishment and for her gracious intercession. And so I'll close with this prayer that Pope Francis included at the end of his first encyclical, Lumen Fide. Mother, help our faith. Open our ears to hear God's word and to recognize his voice and call. Awaken in us a desire to follow in his footsteps, to go forth from our own land and to receive his promise. Help us to be touched by his love, that we may touch him in faith. Help us to entrust ourselves fully to him and to believe in his love, especially at times of trial, beneath the shadow of the cross when our faith is called to mature. So in our faith, the joy of the risen one. Remind us <clears throat> that those who believe are never alone. Teach us to see all things with the eyes of Jesus, that he may be light for our path. And may this light of faith always increase in us until the dawn of that undying day, which is Christ himself, your son, our Lord. Amen.